welcome to the My Curious Colleague podcast with your host, me, Denise Veneri. We'll be talking all things consumer relations with a focus on consumer product goods organizations and the brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. So if you like CPGs, like I like CPGs, marketing, insights, and caring deeply for your consumers, well, take a listen. Hello, my curious colleagues, and welcome to season four of My Curious Colleague, the podcast. To kick off this new season, I have my colleague, Jane Fryman, with me again, talking the latest on home and kitchen trends. So welcome back to the podcast, Jane. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. I think it's been about nine months since we last chatted and... uh, Shameless plug, that's episode 28 when you were last on the podcast. But I love this idea of keeping our audience on the cutting edge of trends, you know, home and kitchen trends that potentially could trickle down and impact the consumer and ultimately the consumer care function. So let's start off here, Jane. For those who may have missed episode 28, can you share a little bit about yourself and this latest endeavor of your uh, career? Of course, happy to share a little bit about me. Well, I'm truly lucky enough to have spent my entire career in the consumer test kitchen. So over 30 years, I've been working for different CPGs and helping people get meals on the table. But now I have my (laughs) own test kitchen, uh, virtual test kitchen, Smart Kitchen Insights Group. And we support clients with, of course, recipes and helping them with product directions, but also helping them get closer to the home cooks that they are creating products for and that they can create products that really they need because they are closer to them and understand how they're cooking. We also spend a great deal of time watching trends and understanding where is cooking going in the next 5, 10, 20 years, because you never want to be caught off guard and not have the right products for people and be able to create them in the appliances that they now have. So that has been a fun part. And then I get to talk to people like you and share trends. Me which too. I really it's enjoy. no secret. I love a good trend. So let's get into what are the latest trends or perhaps an update on some of the trends that you had shared previously in the home and and kitchen. Yes. So, you know, in 2022, we really entered a new normal, you know, after the pandemic. And we, you know, still need our home to do so much more because people are in it more these days. You know, even there are still people that are, you know, working remotely or some sort of hybrid situation. And I'm seeing some new trends in the home and cooking that are evolving. So there are five areas I'm watching. Designing with intention is one of them. Uh, Defined spaces and new rooms is another. Uh, Creating a safe fortress. Now, this is a trend that is evolving, and I'll talk a little bit about that. And then bringing the outside in, getting even stronger. And I'm going to talk about that in a couple minutes. And then smart tech. You know, this trend I've been watching for a while, and it has been a little slower. And I'm going to get into that again. 
but I did want to say, you know, I'm speaking in the context of this home and cooking trends. And, but these concepts can flow into areas, uh, other areas. And as you think about the role of consumer care experts, you know, they're the front line. You're talking to people. You're seeing these things firsthand. So it's really important to be able to share them. But, you know, what you may see in the home, it can morph into something that could affect your packaging or, you know, how you're writing your instructions or, you know, what tools people are using. So I think, you know, this is really helpful. It's another way to think about, you know, an input to innovation because, you know, what are you seeing and doing different techniques of, you know, matching up ideas these home trends could definitely be leveraged as innovation ideas for products. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the home trends and then finish up with the kitchen and cooking Perfect. trends, if that's okay with you. So here's some things that I'm seeing and some implications in design that really could be leveraged in the packaging area. So as okay. I'm talking, think about that. So I mentioned first off designing with intention, and this is focusing on less is more. So everything has a purpose. So every sort of design element is purposefully chosen. It has clean lines, but it's not to say it's cold and unwelcoming. It's just the opposite. What I'm seeing are a lot of curves and arches and they're really like embracing sort of a warm hug. So again, you know, you think about how people have been really rightfully upset over mm -hmm. sort of this epidemic that we've been going yeah. through, pandemic we've been going through. And here's this warm embrace, you know, through furniture, mirrors, tables, and even in doorways and arches, you know, so it's that trying to make you feel mm. good and safe. Now, defined spaces is also an interesting area. And I think I spoke last time about, you know, mm -hmm. it used to be open floor plans were the thing. And then it's now these broken floor plans. So having defined areas, you know, an area where you can sit and do your work or do your schoolwork or meditate. But what's really interesting is there are these new rooms that are being sort of popping up called emotional <sighs> escape rooms. Now, this is an area in the house where a person can go and they can emotionally sort of get away they can feel safe. Sometimes these rooms have sort of a zen-like feeling, or sometimes it's bringing the outdoors in through plants and flowers. It could even be a, just a corner of a room with a comfy chair where you can curl up and just feel safe. You know, with mental health being at epidemic levels, this really is a way of creating a spot where you can relax your mind, release your stress and regenerate. So wow. that's really sort of a game changing kind of way of thinking about just rooms, you know, in your home and, and what you can do. Now, Pinterest announced in their 2022 trends, this trend of biophilic design. 
And no. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's essentially building nature into your home. So you remember I've been talking about bringing the outside in. This is an evolution of that. And it's, it makes a total new meaning of <laughs> living room when really you have living plants. But, you know, all kidding aside, there is such benefits of having this these plants in your home. And it doesn't have to be these walls of greenery. It can be potted plants. It can be hanging plants. But the idea is plants can have a calming effect on you. They oh, can yeah. also purify the air. And they're enhancing your well-being. So these are two areas of, you know, really thinking about sort of mental health and wellness that are trends that are I'm watching and that are starting to take place. And the interesting thing is, it isn't like you have to renovate your house to get these things. You know, it could be as simple as creating a corner, bringing in some plants, you know, it, it can be easy yeah. things. So... Then the other area, which um, I mentioned I'm watching, is the smart home tech. Now, this is evolving. Yeah, well, you know slowly. I wanted to, yeah. Yes. Did you want to say? Reject, but I didn't know if I, I want to get back to this sort of mental health and the curves and the, and all that sort of stuff. First of all, as you were talking about it, yeah, I felt my shoulders relax. I took a couple of notes, but I, I felt. I just felt relaxed thinking about it. And so obviously I need that. You're right. It could be as, as simple as buying a meditation pillow for, I don't know how long, how much they go for, or your favorite, your favorite chair that, that kind of hugs you. But I think the implication to our consumers mm -hmm. is a place where they can recharge and care for their mental health, as you were saying. So that trend is good any way you look at it. From a consumer care perspective, if you sort of take that all the way through, you know, could it be your hold music per se is a little bit more zen-like, but of course you have to keep it with your brand persona, but like, does your opening have to be jarring? You know, you know, could it be softer? Could there be word choices that just kind of bring the consumer along in the conversation? So I'm thinking about things like that. Again, it has to match your, your brand, your brand experience and, and uh, brand personas, as I said, but um, I just wanted to interject with that. So there's that. Back to smart home. No, Denise, that is perfect. That is perfect. And you know, another thing that it can lead you in, as an insight is, you know, maybe your materials that you send out or your website has lines that are more curvy and more, you know, warm and hug, you know, and, and you think about, you know, everything being chosen for a reason and it's not, you know, too cluttered. So I think, you know, there's those implications as well. Um, but I love the idea. And actually, I've been on hold a couple times in the recent days. And I have noticed the music has been very calming. And, you know, it's, I think there is something there for that. And think about, as you said, the brand and your, you know, 
what you stand for to have it match you. But just know that, you know, there is time where you do need to relax your mind and, you know, you need to think about these cues. I think that that's very well said. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm honored. All right. Back to smart tech. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So now... This area has really been an area, as I said, I've been watching for many, many years and is very, very Mm -hmm. slowly evolving. A little frustrating for me. I'd like to see some more movement. But what I can say is the reason that it is so slow is currently there is no unified platform. So if you think about it, every app, every smart tool you have, think about it, has its own operating system. And it's not universally, you know, in the universal platform, you have to open many different, you know, applications if you want to, you know, view something. And that's preventing it from going as mainstream and getting sort of embedded in everybody's home. If you think about it, and there was a, um, a study done by World Global Index and the smart home appliances, very low, like 1%. But if you think of technology, think of it in the den area where you have your TV, you know, you have all the technology you've got, you know, your Mm -hmm. Echo and, you know, all of that. But the having embedded smart appliances like an oven a refrigerator, those are slow moving because, again, there's no universal platform. Now, what's interesting is Samsung just announced what they're calling a fully connected home, but their fully connected home is Mm -hmm. only focused Mm -hmm. on their appliances. And that's the problem. They're solely going to just their items. They need to have a cross you know, brands and category sort of platform. So while Samsung has made this move and it affects their washer and dryer, refrigerator, um, I think they have the stovetop and then they have, they do have a TV and um, I believe a heating thermostat as well. So it's covering those items, but it's still not anywhere where it needs to be. So, you know, I hope 10, 15 years from now, will be yeah. have made a ton of progress, but it is slow and it's not there yet. But where I am excited and I am seeing some movement in two areas, this sort of wireless cooking tools and invisible cooktops. And I'll take the invisible cooktop first. The invisible cooktop is basically working on induction cooking. And why I'm so I'm very uh, happy and and excited to see this is California and as well as some other states has just passed a law saying that all new construction must install induction cooktops. What they're saying is they're outlawing gas and gas has some, some negatives associated with it. Now I know chefs adore gas and most people really like gas because you can control the heat level, you can visibly see it and visibly, you know, and and you're controlling it. But there's a lot of downsides. You know, it's dangerous. The 
the gas, you know, admission into, you know, the house, if, you know, gas leak, it's not clean, you know, so there's some downsides to it. Whereas induction has some positives. It only gets hot when your pan connects with the um, magnet, you know, in the um, burner. It instantly cools. It, it quickly heats to temperature. It's cleaner. So it is exciting to see this, this induction taking hold because in Europe, induction is very common. Here, it's still not very common. So the idea of invisible cooktops works beautifully with induction because that's saying you can have your burner anywhere. It could look like a counter. It could look like a workspace, but it can also cook. Then you come in with the wireless tools and things like Milo, which is a blender that works on magnetic force. You aren't tethered Mm -hmm. to your outlet. So think about the opportunity of bringing Mm -hmm. the family together and cooking. You don't have to limit the number of people in the kitchen because you can be doing it anywhere within the kitchen area. And we know that when children are cooking with you, They tend to eat what they're making. It's a great opportunity to teach nutrition, to get them to experiment with food and find the love of food and, you know, create healthy eating habits. So with these two items, I think we'll get closer to, you know, really enabling all of this. Again, you know, the wireless there are some things that are currently wireless, but they're battery operated. And so you've got to think about charging. Whereas these wireless tools that are working on a magnetic base, very similar to induction, that I think will open up a lot of opportunities. And so for here, what is critical, and as you think about your you know, consumer care um, specialists and being frontline, if you're working for, you know, a food manufacturer, you need to know about these appliances and be able to test. And I always said, and I did this when I was at my past company, is I would call these companies and say, hey, can I get you, can I get your product in my kitchen? I want to test it with our products to see how it works. Because you don't want them to have them in the marketplace and then have the your products you not work. The appliance, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The appliance. And then by the way, Mm. you're kind of giving Mm -hmm. them some feedback, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're learning, you know, from your testing. So the idea of you knowing how it works in that product, because the last thing you want is to have poor performance of your product. And the implication there, excuse me, when you have, let's say you have a product that it's like a, a saute on Stovetop, not in the oven, um, some sort of product there. Would induction, this induction, um, invisible cooktop, would the would the directions to prepare it be slightly different maybe? The minutes or the... Okay. Good. Okay. So, yes, of course. They could, your pan could get quicker. hotter Perfectly. much mm-hmm. quicker. So when you would tell them, let's say you have to add oil first, you know, to heat in the pan, you know, you might just say, you know, pour some oil in, then 
you know, and you know, it'll happen instantaneously on that sort of cooktop, you may say then place, you know, whatever your product is in there. Or you may need to Mm. cut your simmer time because Mm. it's cooking faster. Or, you know, cut boil time or brown time or yeah, you're definitely your directions may change. Now, what will be a challenge is with these new products, where are the legacy products and do you have dual directions? You might say for an induction cooktop, do this, you know, or you may give a range depending on, you know, what's happening in the marketplace and where your product is, the type of product it is. So, but these are critical things to think about and to be aware of. And sadly to say, Sometimes the prep direction is the last thing people think of. <laughs> it's the most important, but sometimes it's the last. So by you bringing yeah. it up earlier, I think it right. could and be minimally, uh, let's very say useful. it's been tested and they just haven't updated the packaging. Minimally, I think you'd work with your kitchen, right, and say, "Look, for our knowledge base, so our our brand ambassadors can be savvy. Could you give us that information for these alternate?" Appliances and have that in knowledge base, oh but tell goodness. me another one. Tell me another trend. Okay. Oh, I, I just want to add to that. That is the most critical thing when labels can't be changed for um, the, con- the customer care yeah. folks to have mm-hmm. options mm-hmm. that they can share. Huge. Even putting yes, it on the, the website. Mm-hmm. Huge. Because you can, yes, because you can help them until the label, you know, becomes available. So yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. So on to the next. Okay. So this area I'm calling sort of sourcing of food, cooking and feeding families. And one area that I'm really watching and I'm kind of excited about are two things. One is drones. They're coming. (laughs) And they're coming soon. So Walmart is now entered the testing phase. Amazon has been testing. Other companies Mm -hmm. have been also looking at this. It's really exciting. The quickness and speediness that you could get products sent to your consumer is huge. Uh, where I think it's also going to be really interesting Mm -hmm. is medical supplies and prescriptions. So you think about if you're homebound and you see a doctor through telehealth and he prescribes or she prescribes something for you and you can't get out to have a package delivered either in your backyard or in, you know, your front quickly is amazing. And that's going to be happening. So the thing there is think about your packaging. Think about your directions. Will your packaging have to change? You know, because it's being dropped, you know, the drone can only go so close. So how will the packaging need to change? And then will you need to give directions on how to safely open that packaging? You know, will your regular directions change because it's in that sort of shipment? I don't know. But those are things that you really should think about. It is, like I said, coming yeah, soon. I, mean, I think, I think you started exciting. talking about that maybe on the last episode or we chatted about it, right? 
And so I'm also thinking, I agree about the packaging and it's just almost like direct to consumer, another channel, DTC, really, really direct to consumer, direct to the front lawn. And so you're also now that whole customer journey you're caring for. So it's the fulfillment piece of that. So even the packaging, so you're thinking about damaged products. You're thinking maybe it's the Mm -hmm. wrong mix of products because, you know, it's just because of the, of the way it's being uh, delivered. Um, so now you're not only caring for the product and the, you know, it's the full experience. So there's that. <laughs> Exc- exciting. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. And then there's what I'm calling lockers and portals at home to accept deliveries of, you know, any of the food items or um, even food delivery, you know, um, mm-hmm. takeout type things, medicines and other things. The idea of having items left at your doorstep, and we've all heard about, you know, people stealing okay. packages from the doorstep. The I'm seeing these lockers and these portals that are safe um, and that could hold your product until you get home. And there's a company that I have been watching called Fresh Portal, and they're in beta testing. And what is really interesting is it's built into your home and it can work with existing homes or new homes. And think of it as sort of this box that is um, built put in between two beams in the house, in the front door, or it could be in the back as well, but it has a lock system. The delivery person that's going to deliver gets a special code. That code goes away once they've used it. And the exciting thing is this portal has two settings or several settings, I should say. Um, You can have a refrigerated setting as well at the same time, an ambient setting. So think about foods or Mm -hmm. things that need to be chilled. And then think about things that you want to have at room temperature. You can place both of those into Mm -hmm. the box and then lock it. And then on the other side in your home, you can receive it. But before you're receiving it, it goes through a sanitation process. So the whole packaging of everything is sanitized on the outside. So it has both refrigeration and ambient settings. It can sanitize. It really plays into that safe home environment trend. And this is very exciting. The other thing being able to be put into existing homes versus just new homes, it opens it up a great deal. So this is uh, another area that I've been seeing. And, you know, it's people are changing the way they're getting products brought to them, as you had said. So I think we just have to think about this. Yeah, because it, it is checks off so quickly. many trends or really so many consumer needs um, and expectations, expectations right now. So Definitely. what are you thinking on that one? Like in Definitely. the next two years, I could add it to my home or... No, I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be sooner. I think like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's going in beta testing. I think it's going to do really well. So it's exciting. All right. 
So let me just double check. Are you able to stick around for the double secret bonus question? Okay. All right. So more to come from Jane on that one. And I just want to say thanks so much for taking time out of your busy Saturday morning to uh, chat with me and to kick off season four. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. It's been fun. If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcast. Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneri. Thank you for your time.